And this episode of the Disney Dads podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say, eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your... To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. everyone and welcome to disney dads podcast show it's a little about us a lot about disney and fun for the whole family my name is justin and tonight i am so happy to be joined by not one not two but three of my buddies my brothers we're all here tonight for a lot of fun i am back they are here boys it's gonna be an awesome night but before we get into the show, let's do a little bit about us. Guys, how are we doing? Mike, you had an uh, interesting day at work today, right? Uh, yeah, you know, New York is one of those areas that um, is never a dull moment. And uh, this is a family show, so I'm going to keep it at that. And um, my job is a lot of things. Boring is not one of them. And uh, today was definitely interesting. I'll just leave it at that. And um, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys. It's been a, quite a while since all four of us have been together, you know, doing this uh, thing that we love to do. But uh, I'm glad to see everybody's smiling face yeah man definitely yeah you got you had more action in one day than i have in a whole year of my life so uh it's it's good uh joe what's going on man every day above ground is a good one sir that's what i can say about that so happy to be here happy to talk some disney with you guys tonight and yeah can't complain lovely man lovely and my australian friend from down under how are you buddy g'day mate how are you i'm good man i'm good, good. i'm good how's the family life is good life is busy life is hot Hot, hot, hot. Feels like temperature today inside Disney's Hollywood Studios. 108 degrees with all that swimmable humidity. Oh. Can you imagine standing in Slinky for like an hour with that? Oh, it is. There's no way. Like there is. We did it in August of last year when they had just reopened. I think it was August, August, September. And uh, we had to wear masks outside still. Yep, and it was so hot that day. And even with the awnings they put up, that's still one of the hottest places on earth. Is Toy Story Land? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I know she was a single mom of two, but plant a tree, Andy's mom. Yeah, exactly. Take <laughs> care of take care of the earth, man. What are you doing <laughs> to us? You know, you're leaving Legos laying all over the place instead of planting a few plants uh, around. Uh, guys, you know, a little while back, not too long ago, about fourteen, fifteen episodes ago, we started to talk about. 
Disney dining. And we started to talk something that everybody is 60 days out right now. Uh, gets a little worked up about, starts planning a couple days before, uh, or they reach out to someone like me and we take care of it for them. And that is their Disney ADRs. And we did a show that said, what are the best advanced dining reservations on Disney property? And we went through those. Well, tonight we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we are coming up with a different type of list. This isn't so much about making dining reservations. Tonight, we are going to go through our top 10 restaurants on Walt Disney property. And to put this list together, I reached out to each of you and I said, text me your 10. Uh, and the way we put the list together is if it got a unanimous vote across the board, it's automatically on there. And then we went for whoever had the most votes going down through. There were a couple towards the end of the list, though, to where we did not, uh, maybe only one person picked this. And we are going to fight it out and we're going to figure out why it makes the list as one of the 10 best restaurants on Walt Disney World property. Uh, but guys, let's dive right into it. Let's have some fun. And let's start with number one. This was a unanimous across the board. Mike did not have it on his list, but he called me to say, I want to make sure that's on there. Uh, so he kind of added it verbally. And that is Topolino's. Why in the world does this restaurant make the list, Dave? Um, here's the thing. When we talk about this, we've got a couple of categories that I started thinking about from why a restaurant is going to be on my list. And I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, everybody does this. And I know for a fact that all three of you thought of this at some point, even if you didn't stop and go, hmm, I wonder if I should consider this. But really, it comes down to we want food, we want atmosphere, and we want what is it that makes it unique about it being a Disney restaurant. Um, and ultimately, Topolino's ticks all three of those boxes. It's got incredible food. It's got an amazing atmosphere with a glorious view from the top. And um, and it's Disney without being like in your face mm -hmm. obnoxious Disney, yep. if you know what I mean. And it was automatically on my list. I've eaten there a number of times, uh, both the breakfast and the dinner. And if I'm coming to Disney World on a trip, it's happening. So I've done the dinner multiple times. And for me, the food is it's not my favorite Disney restaurant, but it's moved up the list. It's definitely in my top five. Like, it's a no-brainer for me because exactly what you said. I love nice Disney restaurants that don't just punch you in the face with maybe Mickey's everywhere or, you know, I'm eating with a Mickey fork or spoon or so. I want nice dining where I can kind of escape the parks, have a sit-down, have a nice drink, enjoy time with the family, but also get quality food. Uh, Joe, have you eaten at Topolino's? Is this a staple for you? So, no, I have not had the chance to eat there yet. But okay. I will say this. Um, I've seen enough reviews. I've talked to enough people. I agree with everything that Dave said about what a good restaurant needs to have. Additionally, being an Italian from New Jersey, all right, it's hard to find good Italian food in Orlando. My go-to on Disney property is Il Molino over at the Swan and Dolphin. However, this restaurant, like you guys were saying, it will give you the atmosphere it's not throwing up disney ip in your face um you're gonna have views of the surrounding like caribbean beach of, the, of some of the parks you might get lucky with some fireworks uh but also too is the one thing i like is after dinner you're in a great spot to have like an after dinner drink you could walk around riviera you could walk over to caribbean beach you could hop the skyliner and go somewhere else for an afternoon drink it's got everything going for it and it's in that realm of the same thing uh, of the same type of restaurants with like citrico's California Grill. It's 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 Disney enough, but it's not overly Disney. Where if you want to have a nice dinner on your vacation, 
You don't need to be reminded every five minutes you're in a theme park area. And I think that's what's great about this area. So to me, it's got atmosphere, like Dave said. It's got location, and it's got the Italian food. And the menu looks great as well. Let me let me throw a little, a little caveat in there. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I don't care. Uh, most opulent, nice resort on property, Disney's Riviera. Uh, I mean, I, me, I, yeah. I haven't spent a ton of time there. I spent enough to to like it. I wish the some of the uh, surrounding area was a little bit bigger, like the pool area. Mm-hmm. It kind of crammed a lot into it, but the resort has done really well. I was a little negative at first, but the little bit of time I've stayed there, it, it looks pretty nice. I haven't been a chance to go into the rooms yet, but it looks nice, though. Uh, here's the thing is there's a, and as you said, people are going to disagree with you, and there are going to be, you could make an argument that, that contemporary or um, the... Um, the redo over at Coronado Springs, or there are other, and then our flagship at Grand Floridian, there are other options that potentially count as in in that category. But yeah, it's got to be on the list. It's way up there. It's beautiful, man. It's when you stunning. walk in that place, you're like, okay, this is like French Riviera. This is the the artwork, the murals outside, the fountains, the view. The, I mean, having the Skyliner right there, it has everything you need. Mike, have you been to Topolino's? What's your thought? Have you been over to Riviera? Checked it out. I've been over to Riviera, and I agree with you about, you know, I don't disagree with you. I agree with you about how the how the resort looks. I, I definitely, and I, I kind of agree with Joe too. It seems like a lot's crammed in one spot, but they did a good job doing it where it wasn't too where it wasn't too overdone. Uh, I haven't been to Topolino's yet, but it's definitely one of those things that when you when you're planning your next Disney trip, you always have in the back of your mind like, okay, this trip I want to do this, this trip I want to do that. That's been one of the forefront things that I've wanted to do. Um, unfortunately, my last trip was kind of short, with you know with the kids and, and doing a family thing. But uh, one of my next bigger trips, I plan on top. Topolino's being there, especially because everyone we know in our Disney Dad family who's been there have had rave mm-hmm. reviews about it. Uh, people that I know and trust that give me great reviews on a lot of the stuff. So you know, if, if you get good, if you get good information from people, a lot of times chances are it's good. So uh, unfortunately, I haven't been there, but it's definitely on my to do list. The soul, the fish. We were we were up there one night. You know, Katie's kind of a picky eater, and we were sitting up there and nice martini in front of me, and you know, beautiful. Sunsets going going down, you know, and you can you can see all the properties. Just it's gorgeous. Everything about that is gorgeous. I love the seating area outside too. A lot of people kind of miss that, but they have the nice couches out there where you can go sit. Um, and the, the she was gonna get the fillet. The one thing about Katie and Disney is she eats the fillet everywhere she goes. Like that's her staple. No matter where she goes, she gets the fillet. And our our server said, "Do you trust me?" You know, and I'm like, "I do." You know. I do trust you. It was like Aladdin. He he was my Aladdin. I was like, I do. And I grabbed his hand, and he pulled me out from the carpet, and then we, you know, sang songs together. Um, but he was like, he was like, get the soul. Get the fish. It's incredible. It has the capers and everything. So I got the soul. Katie ate all of it. Like, she, she just devoured it. She was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted. It has so many options. The gnocchi, oh, my goodness. Oh, Unreal. I want to ask you, though, Dave, because you're the only one that's done it. So I've done dinner there a few different times. I want to ask you about the breakfast because this is a really great option for people for breakfast, uh, for character dining. You know, we're talking, you know, pre-COVID. I don't, I don't know if they brought back character dining over there. I'm not certain. They have. Okay. Run me through. 
with all the character dining that's out there, whether it be inside a Disney park, a Disney resort, where does this, you know, kind of land for you? Uh, we actually did the breakfast. We got literally the night before. Uh, we were celebrating my daughter's fifth birthday. We were staying at Caribbean Beach, and we were taking a quick look at reservations. And the night before, um, Topolino's for breakfast came up, and we were staying... I could nearly throw a stone from mm-hmm. the Caribbean beach uh, location we were in to get there. And I went, yep, let's do it. So we went there. Uh, we'd also already done it once. So we've done it a couple of times. Um, the character costumes and, um, and we've only done it during COVID. So we haven't done a pre COVID, but the costumes and even the ability to interact with them in that situation yeah. uh, was phenomenal. Uh, they've got like this, it's about how the four that uh, make an appearance there all have um, a link to um, European art styles. So Minnie, I think, is um, a, one of them is Daisy the ballerina. One of them's a, a dancer and uh, Mickey is a sculptor and um and Donald is a painter, or maybe that's flipped. It's been a while. Um, but they all come Donald in and they get frozen. announced as their particular style of art that they are representing. And, um, they've got a, a special costume that, uh, reflects that. And like, and then they come and they do a big parade, uh, through where there is uh, their own songs and it's got this European music style. You said soul. And I went, I don't remember jazz music. Never mind. It was the fish. It's the fish. Uh, but it, it made uh, me feel. It's warm inside as some nice jazz does. So, actually, I there hate jazz go. music. I hate jazz music. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so we, um, so we have thoroughly enjoyed that. It is on the expensive side, mm-hmm. even for character yeah. dining, and because it's a prefixed menu, you're paying X amount, and you get to choose from their different options, and one of them is like a fruit plate. And I was like, I would be flipping a table if I had spent 30 something dollars and could only get the fruit plate that was offered. Um, so it, it's quite expensive per person, but once again, you're not paying for necessarily for just the food. You're paying for four fast passes of character meet and greet. Yep. Um, and that we've discussed previously on the show. So it falls into that realm but it is a tremendous venue, great food, um, excellent servers. I've had a number of them, and yes, thoroughly enjoyed every single interaction. Yep, I agree. I uh, I do spend a small fortune every time we're there because all the merch has R on it for Riviera, and Riley it does. thinks it's like she's that's her resort. She's like, all right, that's, that's mine. I'm going to buy everything in there. Uh, <laughs> Joe and Mike, I'm going to turn this next one over to you because – this one was not on my list, and it wasn't on Dave's list, but you two shared it. And uh, to be honest, I have never eaten here. Uh, and that is Olivia's. Joe, why is Olivia's making your list, buddy? So Olivia's, <clears throat> excuse me, Olivia's is one of those restaurants that it feels like home. Okay. Everybody knows I stay a lot of Saratoga, stay a lot of Key West. And the food is just, it's got that home feeling to it. Um, it's usually pretty easy to get a reservation. So because of that, we've eaten quite a bit there. We've never had a bad meal at Olivia's. It's just got that intimate feeling. Jen and I love to go. We'll go to the, the little gurgling suitcase, which is a little bar. You know what I'm saying? Around the backside of Old Key West by the, uh, by the marina. And 
we just have a drink. We watch the boats come in. We'll walk over to uh, like Buenavista Golf Course on the bridge, and we'll watch people come up uh, to like the fourth or fifth hole, whatever that is right there. We just, it's it's just it's the whole experience when we go there, and it's just it's a fun experience. It's laid back. It almost feels like a Florida diner. You know what I'm saying? Where you're getting good Southern cooking. I always get the buttermilk chicken. I always get uh, if they have it the French onion soup. It's just it's always a good meal, and it doesn't break the bank because we eat out a lot. We eat out at a lot of the Disney resorts, and Olivia's is really fairly priced, and it's not going to kill you. Um, and it's just it's a fun resort. And every time I go in there, I always stare at the pictures on the wall. I like to see people's family photos. I like to get my family photo in there. I don't know how I get that. You know how that happens. We but. can make that work. I, I, I got to find out about that. But you know, it, it's one of those resort restaurants that we just love. It, we've eaten enough. It feels like home. And uh, we never had a bad meal. And yeah, it's just, it's hard to describe. It's, it's just a fun place. We like it. And you know what? You have to go out of your way to go there. So, you, you know, so the people that are eating there made it their business to eat there. It's not like they're just running into it or, you know, when you go to like a Han or some of the bigger re- restaurants, it's like there's people everywhere and it's a crazy situation. You don't get that at Olivia's. You don't. You check in, it's very calm, it's very peaceful, and it's just a good all around meal. Mike, why does this make your list, buddy? Uh, I found it by accident. It was one of those trips where we wound up staying at Old Key West, and I think I was waiting for a dining reservation. I was kind of holding out for something that was possibly going to open up on one of our nights, and you know, we were kind of doing spur-of-the-moment stuff. We really didn't have a, a structured plan trip, and we happened to be staying at Old Key West, and I'm like, ah, you know what? The resort ho- the resort restaurant's going to have something here. Let's just go try there, and it became one of our favorites from the first time we tried it, and a lot of it has, like what Joe said, uh, it's got that home 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 cooking feeling it's it's comfort food you know it's 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 rich but it's not too over the top with stuff uh it's laid back it's more of a family style uh i like it a lot i'll make sure that if if we're anywhere near old key west where there's a possibility of going there i'll always do that and they have some of the best bloody marys on property some of the best that i've ever had now i've had quite a few i haven't had them all i'm trying to touch i'm trying to touch base as many as i can but i do love their bloody mary selection over at olivia's as well too i was about to say if you guys both go through this whole process with olivia's and you don't mention the bloody mary i'm going to have to uh to drive and find you both because it's the only thing i've had man i get it from the gurgling suitcase because you can get the olivia's bloody mary from over there uh and joe you've never had it you're not a bloody no, mary a, guy though my my wife is the bloody mary person not yeah. me i don't i don't i'm just not a big bloody mary guy i probably should give him another shot i've tried them years ago i just didn't really stick but maybe i'll have to give it a shot next time over there it's very it's good, good breakfast food yeah that's all i eat for breakfast that's it it's perfect it's a way to start your <laughs> disney day um that's for sure um Go ahead, Dave. really quickly I, I it wasn't on my list because i've only ever been there for the brunch uh which How's that? is excellent all right I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've been there a couple of times for brunch. Uh, while I was working, actually, uh, I had a tour one time. Uh, actually, it was just before COVID and all of that craziness happened. And um, the guests were in town and the teenagers in the group were like, oh, we were really hoping to do like a brunch thing tomorrow. And I mentioned a couple of different options and I'd heard that Olivia's was excellent and I recommended it. And I picked them up at 9.30 and they went, can we go get food that and I went uh, we're at Jumbo House at 9:30 and I went if you are in the car somewhere in the next 15 seconds we might make it <laughs> cuz it closes at 10 o'clock yeah and I walked in at like 9:54 or something and I looked at one of the waitresses and I went you're going to hate me and she went 
why but we ate there and then we went back the next day like that's how good it was this group wanted to go back a second time on their visit so uh really tremendous brunch well i think one thing too is when we're talking about this list we try to compose this with all four parks in mind resorts and uh disney springs so because i think that when you start looking at the 10 best dining spots around disney property you also have to think how do i you know, bring this into my next vacation. And you need places that are going to be around the four parks at Disney Springs and around the different resorts. So when I saw Olivia's, although I, I don't have a personal uh, touch with that other than having the Bloody Mary, uh, I was happy to see that it made two of your list and you definitely wanted that one because it was a great, uh, great addition. Let's go to, uh, let's go to one that was a unanimous decision. Uh, this might shock people. And I'm going to go over to Hollywood Studios and we're going to go to 50s Primetime. Makes all of our list. Joe's fist pumping. Joe, bring me in. For, for those of people who have never been to 50s Primetime, bring me into the experience that is this amazing uh, uh, trip back in time to our grandmother's kitchens uh, inside of a Walt Disney theme park. So I will say this. Disney, this this is an original opening. I think this is a, one of the opening day restaurants, I believe, are very close to it. The Imagineering in this restaurant is spot on everything from the tune in lounge to the actual restaurant itself. You're not going to find anywhere else. Sci-fi is close. Okay. But you're not going to find anywhere else with the theming of this restaurant. Now I just said uh, specifically, you know, two, two restaurants ago, I said throwing up Disney and IP in your face. This is perfect. The way it throws up fifties in your face. It is awesome. You walk in, it looks like a stereotypical colored version of like a fifties, your grandmother's house with the old school televisions that work. It, it's just, every, I mean, our, our DDP family knows it. It's just an unbelievable experience. It makes, it's a restaurant. It makes me smile when I walk in. It honestly does. I can just hang out in there. It, it makes me smile so much that I will tell you this quick story. If you may, Justin, just yeah, give me of like course. 30 seconds. I was down there during uh, a race weekend. It was a race weekend. And Jen didn't feel good one night. We had reservations uh, for two at 50s primetime. She did not feel good. Um, so she's like, I just want to go back to the room. She's like, hang out for a little bit. I was supposed to meet some of my other running friends in the park. I ended up eating by myself at 50s primetime. I ended up, the waitress, like, kind of made fun of me a little bit, kind of adopted me to the family next to me. I ended up meeting this family. I kind of ate with them. It was such a, I was so hungry. I wanted, I didn't want to miss 50s primetime. They just made my experience dining by myself in 50s that much fun. It just brings a smile to my face. Besides the fried chicken's great. But it's just it's a fun experience. I don't want to take up all the time with this. I just it brings a smile to my face. I love it. Absolutely love it. Mike, this is a not miss for you. Yeah, I love this place. As a matter of fact, it's one of Sarah's absolute favorites. Uh, every time we go, we have to go there. Uh, this, to me, is also one of those places. It reminds me of the Jungle Cruise because a cast member is as important to the Jungle Cruise as, as your experience, as so is your cast member in 50s primetime. And let me tell you, you could have a cast member that is so on point with playing the whole role of you know you being family and really getting you entertained or you could have just that you know cast member who's just there to you know work for the day some of them have bad days some of them do some of them don't but this is one of those places that have you that not only is the food good it's got that home cooking i think i usually get the um the platter where it's a, which a lot of different little sampler platters where it's got like the meatloaf and the chicken and a bunch that's of stuff. exactly what i uh, get yep 
I'd love to get that. The the shakes that they have there, they have the peanut butter and jelly shake. I mean, you, you can't miss with that. But the, the cast members that work there are phenomenal at their craft when it comes to drawing you in. And I would say nine times out of ten, I've had some fantastic cast members that have really, really made a, gr- a good dining experience an amazing dining experience. Well, also, Dad's Dazzling Drinks, like where you can go. They have a great drink menu here, too. I think people overlook it because of the way it's themed, but the fact that you can walk into the bar and grab a milkshake or grab a drink without a dining reservation is huge. Like it's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, is this a go-to for you, man? Well, as, obviously, as I of- know it is. It made your list, but as often as possible, whenever um, the atmosphere, the sassiness, um, I'll I'll take it all in my stride and love every minute and every mouthful of it. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, let's tell you what. Uh, we've gone through three. Let's keep moving. Um, this one did not make all of our list. Uh, it did not make my list. Let's see. It made Mike and Dave. So, Dave, I want you to take me into this restaurant. Uh, it may have, I'm going to say, the third best view out of our top ten uh, on property, and that is Sanaa. I will push any of you out of the way to get to bread service. Um, I just need you to know where you stand on my list of love. The three of you are all right here and bread service is above you. Okay. Like that's like, it is. Okay. Let's talk view first of all, because it is the only place on Disney property. You can watch animals while eating except for coral reef. And I find that weird. I've said it before Dude, and I'll say it again. Isn't that weird? It's weird. Like you're, let, we don't need to get the, into it. You're eating the turbo, and all of a sudden the thing's swimming by you, you know, and you're like, <sighs> opening scene of Monty Python's Meaning of Life. I've and never like, seen oh, any Monty Python movie. This is we can't be friends. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> um, Sanaa is special to me for a number of reasons because uh, I worked at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, particularly over at Kadani Village. Um, it's also special to me because they regularly give us 40% off for cast members, which is tremendous. Here is my problem with it, is that my wife doesn't eat spicy food, which is a major part of the menu at Sanaa. And so it has to be something where it's just me or a couple of friends getting together to catch up and she's not involved because... It's amazing. I love it. The food is excellent. The name means artwork, in case you're wondering. And I I love Sanaa. Well, the I told you about maybe one of the most baller things I've ever seen at Disney was Cheryl ordering uh, bread service to the pool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a baller move, man. As I'm that, sitting there that... with my, chi- my 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 hot dog. And she's just rocking the bread service, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and that's... it's worth every penny. Uh, you mentioned something, though. But we're going to go a little off topic here. Now that I'm thinking about it, Coral Reef may be the most messed up situation at Disney. The fact that these poor fish have to swim by you. I never really thought about it that much, mm. but they have, to, they have to swim by and watch you as you eat their friends. I have a good friend who works at Coral Reef and I feel bad for her because it definitely doesn't make this list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've eaten there a couple of times and were well, I was I was whelmed 
I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was just whelmed. Is that a word? Uh, Can you do that? It is now. I think so. Uh, well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> this will be a two-parter uh, where we'll do our 10 most overrated uh, All right. Disney restaurants. Oh, overrated? Yes. Give me a soapbox. Uh, and we will um. rock that next week, so we can, we right. can do that. Uh, so, uh, Joe, it hit your list too, man. Uh, talk to me about Sanaa. This is a go-to for you guys. The family heads in. Bread service around the table. Spicy food. Beverages flowing. Zebras outside. Yeah, I definitely like the bread service. Jen likes it, too. That's a meal in itself. You don't even need to see the rest of the menu. Uh, the one thing I like about Sanaa is, besides like the view and the bread service, it gives you that option to try some different foods mm -hmm. in like a comfortable environment. Because sometimes, like M Mike knows this, for example, you could go to some places in New York that are like legit for that culture, and it's like it could be a little bit of a rude awakening. Sanaa kind of like take, gives you baby steps into that the African cuisine, you know what I'm saying? So it gives you a little taste of it where, you know, it's maybe not going to ruin your night. So that's why I like about Sanaa as well is you could get a little experimental, but not, you know, not have a completely bad experience. The food is great. The service is always great there. Again, I like it that if you go over to Animal Kingdom Lodge, you have to make the concerted effort to go over there. So it's like a nice area to be around. It's a nice waiting area. You can enjoy the savannah. So it's an all around great experience. With regard to the food really quickly, um, what to couple onto what Joe was saying is that it's not just African cuisine. Um, it's meant to be the part of Africa that has the influences of the East Coast, uh, which has the influences of Indian cuisine. So then you get a little bit of, as Joe said, a step into that African food while still getting something that you might be a little bit familiar with. The butter chicken is excellent over there. Uh, some of those other flavors that you might be at least somewhat familiar with without being like, what am I eating from Africa here? Like, yeah. You know what? You know what's amazing too to me is I, I really think this stands the test for people, too. If you want to test if a Disney restaurant is great, look at the size of the menu. Like, a smaller menu for me generally means the food's going to be really, really good. Like, I think sometimes these restaurants go in and they make these huge menus to kind of cover up, you know, some of their inadequacies. That they don't do anything well. Yes. They do everything like, okay. Yeah. But nothing's phenomenal. But when right. you have a restaurant where your entrees, you only have six entrees on the menu at Sanaa. That's it. Wow. Six. I've eaten all of them. They're great. Yeah. And so I think that, five out of six I'm all about. And it's amazing to me, man, whenever you get a restaurant like that to where you only need six things to be a really like staple, great, top ten Disney restaurant. So... I think it's All fantastic. Right. Uh, we've hit Sanaa. We've hung out with the zebras. Uh, they've been our buddies. They've cheered us on as we've tackled the bread service. Um, let's head over to one that I – so this is a staple for my family. Uh, I absolutely love this restaurant. It made three of our lists whenever we were doing our top ten. And I am going over to Epcot. I'm traveling around World Showcase. I am going into Teppanito. I love, love, love Teponito for me it is a staple i know that people say i can do that outside of disney property but it's different there for some reason inside of there it is absolutely different i love it because it gives me a chance to meet more people have delicious food uh for me i absolutely love it dave and mike i know this made your list and i think we're going to get into joe's opinion soon but before we do 
Let's talk about why we love this restaurant so much. Mike, take me away. Uh, I think what you said, you know, we have a lot of those type of restaurants up here. We do them. But that Disney flair has got a little bit different kind of feel and taste to it. Uh, that's another one of those restaurants that I stumbled upon by accident. It's a very easy reservation to get. I mean, obviously, pre-COVID, it was almost always available. And I think people have that that notation that it's just going to be another type of hibachi, typical, you know, restaurant, you know, run-of-the-mill kind of thing. I think that's why people shy away from it. But if that's your impression of it, I definitely recommend trying it because you're going to be pleasantly surprised at what a good restaurant it is, the quality of the food, and that little Disney flair they get to put into the show. Can I say, too, that this restaurant is – if you get a great chef, which most of them are. I had a chef one time. I've got to find the picture. I think I posted it at some point. Who made a legit Mickey Mouse. Not just the head and the ears. Like a drawn Mickey head like profile view. Out of out of onions. It was insane, dude. Insane. He was one of the greatest Disney chefs I've ever seen. Uh, and I haven't seen him recently, so I'm kind of bummed. He's uh, he's probably moved on and is doing, owns his own restaurant. I don't know. But the dude was awesome. Got Riley behind there. Got a picture of her wearing the hat. Now, this is pre-COVID, so let's, you know, we're talking back back to there. Um, but for me, I, I love this restaurant, man. I think it's great to take big groups to. There's not a ton of Disney restaurants where you can take a party of, let's say, 10 and everyone can interact and you're all looking at each other. Like, you know, like, it, large tables at Disney can be hard to come by at some restaurants. And this, for me, is uh, is a great place when you've got a, a lot of people. Look, we've been there with a lot of the Disney family. Rick Reagan, uh, Riley would put uh, seaweed on Rick Reagan's head and tell him that he had hair finally, you know, whenever we would go to Teponito. So it was uh, it was fantastic. Um, Dave, why does this make your list, buddy? You are, you know, you're in the parks all the time. You love Disney food. Uh, it made mine. It made Mike's. It makes yours. Give me your reason. Um, I think it's the Disney consistency mm -hmm. that is created in a place like this where i know and i i saw some one of the people uh on this shaking their head and being like <laughs> you, you can go to a hibachi grill you can go to a you can go to a benihana you can go to like some hole in the wall hibachi but there's no consistency in that product like you could go one week and it'd be excellent and you could go another week and it'd be less than mediocre. Um, whereas every single time you go into this place, it's interactive, it's fun, it's, um, it's got some Mickey elements, but it's also operated by a company that isn't actually Disney. Mm -hmm. So they're incorporating some Disney elements into an already established skill set. And I've never had a, poor show as part of the meal there um whereas yeah i've been to some others and my wife and i we uh we had a hibachi location while we were on vacation uh last week and it was it was okay we really enjoyed our chef and then one of the guys on the other side of the room looked like he'd had a big night the night before and was phoning it in and we mm -hmm. were like, yeah. really glad we're not sitting over there. Dude, isn't that the that. worst, too, when you're at Hibachi and you're sitting there and you're like, or you get the bad chef. Can I tell yeah. the, Hold on. So Mike takes me to this place in, where was that place, Mike? Long Island. All right, it's in Long Island. 
And Mike's like, all right, we're going out to this spot. <laughs> this exotic location, yeah. Long Island. Yeah, yeah we're keep going. going. <laughs> <laughs> we're going out to this spot, me and you. And it's a sushi place. And uh, and he was like, it's bring your own beer. And I'm like, what? And you go in, and we, we picked up like a 12-pack, and we walk, or 18-pack or whatever we picked up. And we walk in, and they you legit just put, put the 18-pack there at your table. And it's all you can eat for what, Mike? Like 20 bucks? It's 25 bucks a person, and it's it's ordering off a menu. It's not like a buffet where you walk up to. It, it's what you order. So if you order four, you know, four things of California rolls, you're gonna get four orders of California rolls and whatever it is. And it's all and and big sushi. I mean, if, if you want like some of those specialty rolls, they're all included as well too. The rule is order whatever you want. Just order what you can eat, and that's pretty much it. And then at the end of the night, if you really want to take some of it home, sushi doesn't really travel that well. Uh, they'll give you a half price whatever you have. They'll give so if it's if it's um, if you have two people there for 20 bucks you can take what's left over if it's one person's 10 bucks you can take whatever's left over and um it, it's, a, it's a really cool place the whole draw to that place is when you're going with a large group of people is there's no barbell because it's bring your own liquor so you know as you saw people are just kind of rolling in with coolers and can wine i bottles and, can i tap my own keg yeah dude they wouldn't care yeah, roll absolutely. it in and yeah. tap it they would all right there happens it's kind of a wild spot too because <laughs> it happens to be a lot of underage minors there that are are because uh, they don't get carded you know so they, they want a safe place to drink i guess and um the, you know the restaurant's not going to say anything because hey we didn't cart you know we didn't serve you this alcohol you brought it in on your own this is on you so uh oh, dude for me man. this was like walking into narnia like i was this was such a unique <laughs> experience i could not believe it um they had the best edamame i've ever eaten in my uh-huh. entire life like i think we went through like six orders just mike yep. and i have edamame uh, but it was just insane to me. I'm like, all right, let's 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 do this. Let's let's show it. Uh, so we talked about why we love this restaurant. And look, some of these we're not all going to agree on, but it did make our list of top ten places to eat. But Joe, you are holding out. The floor is yours. Why does this? When you when we put the list out, you said there's one of these that I just I can't. I don't know why you're putting it on there. Well, this is the one. And someone to be fair, okay, someone to be fair. It I dislike this restaurant. It's not because of the quality of the food. That's not the case. Um, I have a lot of good memories with my family at this restaurant, so I have I do have good memories. I will not challenge Dave on a consistency because yes, there are some hibachi local hibachi places in your towns that are pretty bad. Like I know the one here in Ormond, we're pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's a night here or there, you're just like, oh, it's kind of an off night. So yes, you're gonna get that consistency in Disney. I also think it's great for kids. Even though I mm-hmm. don't have kids, okay, it's 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 great for kids because it's probably the most unique experience that you're going to find in Walt Disney World because this is the only hibachi-style restaurant in Disney World. So, like, it's not like it's an Italian restaurant. There's, like, four or five other ones. This is the only hibachi-style one. So I will give it its props. It does have a lot of positives going for it. The last positive is it's – it's I don't know if it's one of the only places on property, but you do have the A5 upgrade at Teppanito, which you don't find – in many places, the A5 Wagyu uh, steak. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. What is it, like 60 bucks? I think? This is like it's a $78 upgrade. Yeah, but I, know yeah. it's, I don't know what the market price is on it right now, but it's like, yeah, it's not found in many places. So that's a positive for it there. Why I say it's negative is small portions. It's overpriced really bad. Like, and we all know we pay a lot of premium for Disney food, but like at Disney restaurants, even if it's operated by a third-party company, but it's severely overpriced. It's loud, it's crowded, and I still think there's better options around World Showcase and even the Epcot Resorts area that you can have dinner at rather than Tepanito. So for me, had a lot of great experiences. It does have some positives going for it. Um, not 
the negatives aren't because of the quality of the food. I just think it's, there's just a lot better options. I have a really good place by me locally. And a lot of times I walk out at the last time I went to Teppanito, oh gosh, probably 2014. I walked out starving still. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of was my lasting memory of it. But I'm glad you guys like it. I'm glad you guys' families like it. It's a good spot for families. And uh, yeah, so that that's why. Uh, so let me give you from the guy who has kids and these two other guys have kids. One reason why it's so great. It's loud. It's uh, it's great to take what? families because it's loud. It's a loud restaurant. What? Yeah, huh? Yeah. What? I was going to keep going. I don't know. I was like, yeah. can he not hear me? Like, is Zoom going out? <laughs> uh, I was falling for it. Um, also, yes. it's like the YouTube of Disney restaurants. So what I mean by this is if you have children and you're out somewhere, every now and then as a parent, you go like this, I just can't do it anymore. And you turn on YouTube Kids or you do it and you set it in front of them and all of a sudden a magic thing happens and they just, they're quiet. They stare at the screen and you're like, okay. Judge away. I don't care. I get to have a half hour to spend with my wife or husband or significant other and uh, and, and enjoy this. This and is the any other parent that has been there does not judge you. Not at all. You're like, dude, I don't because... know why you waited this long. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm immediately Riley had okay. So people used to judge us. I know they did because when Riley yeah. was like 18 months, we had Bluetooth headphones for her, and she had her iPad. And we would put on the Bluetooth headphones, and she would just sit there and rock the thing. And I'm like, you know why? Because as as adults, every now and then we want to go out to eat, and also we appreciate the fact that you want to go out to eat, you yep. know, and you don't have kids with you, and so we don't want our kids screaming. Even as someone who has kids, a kid screaming in a restaurant, I cringe. I like, ugh, ugh, you know, and I just go crazy. Yep. Teppanito is the YouTube of Disney restaurants in the fact that it entertains the kids. And they don't have to have a screen in front of them. And it's just, it's fantastic, man. It's its loud. It's fun. It's good food. I don't know how you're still hungry, Joe. We might need to talk after this. You may have a tapeworm, buddy. I don't i don't think he's eating properly. <laughs> I <don't laughs> think... Maybe not. <laughs> I eat a lot. I, think, I saw you eat Mexican, man. You can't put it away. You, uh, you enjoyed it. So, uh, well, let's move on. Um, guys, let's have some fun. Because this one is one of my absolute favorites and every time i'm there it has me screaming more chicken more chicken dave why are we eating hoop to do why should every disney fan every person that goes to walt disney world eat hoop to do at least once in their life it upsets me on a visceral level when I encounter a Disney fanatic or a D- longtime Disney goer who says, I haven't done hoopty doo. What are you doing with your life? That's like saying and I haven't why... ridden Space Mountain or Splash Mountain. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what? And why don't you have a Disney friend who has looped you in on this? Like, this is the thing that I am waiting to come back from COVID. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who performs there, and I am on a list of when they suddenly go, we're doing a show tonight on short notice if anybody wants to go. I am sitting in that room. I don't care. I am like, I will find a babysitter and throw children at them. I will take them out of bed and take them to the campgrounds. Like, I am there and I cannot wait. Dude, it's the best show on Disney property. Like, it's better yes. than Lion King. It's better than, and I'm stepping up and I'm saying this. It's, wow. it's better than uh, Nemo. It, okay, you know yeah, why? I... Because they include everyone in on it. There are subtle things there for adults. 
that other people, the kids are not getting. I have a five-year-old who has legitimately been, I want to say more than 20 times. Yeah. She was like three months old and we were like, we're going to Hoop-dee-doo. Dude, <laughs> like- I legit watched... Riley was probably five the first time she saw it, four or five. I legit watched her have tears streaming down her face from laughing so hard at this show. And you know the best part? That happens, dude. Those We can take our kids and they watch like, you know, these other shows that are meant for kids and they'll laugh and they get it. And you're, in a, you're as a parent, you're like, I'm here because I have to be here. This show is amazing for all ages, all ages. There is an element of nostalgia for me, and I I love asking this question. Did anybody ever get taken to a vaudeville-style show in a small town when they were a kid? Do you remember this style of show? Mm-mm. No? We didn't grow up in the outback. I went to Hoopty Doo as a kid. I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, I, I have home videos. videos we didn't have five. The carnies, so we had a, the carnies so, didn't come in, Dave, and perform for us in small pens. Small hands yeah. smell like cabbage. <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a performance group that used to do us this style of show um, and would do it in a number of different venues through the region where I grew up. And I vividly remember being taken to this style of performance and this this style of show and i am transported and it's something that i have always loved and enjoyed and i i mean i get blown away mike the first time you ever did hoopty do dude when you walked out of there did you because you do disney stuff sometimes and you go okay that was cool i really enjoyed it but i don't have let me give you an example the first time i ever did mickey's backyard barbecue when it existed I walked out and I went, very cool, very fun for the family, good food. I don't have to do it again. Like, for the price right. point. It was fine. Hoopty doo I immediately was like, I would go tomorrow night. Yep. Oh, it was great. Uh, I This is one of those things, too, that I was glad. I did it as a kid, like Joe, when we did it when we were younger. It was one of the, the shows my parents brought me to. And I was, able, I was glad I was able to carry that over to my kids and have them enjoy it as much as I did as well, too. So, uh, it, you know, it stands the test of time. It's a great dinner show. And if someone hasn't done it, like you said, Dave, they have to definitely make sure that this is part of their Disney vacation. It, it just brings that extra element of entertainment when it comes to your entire vacation. You know, Disney has so many different things that they hit on points when it comes to vacation. Uh, you know, the resorts, the this, that. Uh, this dinner experience is definitely another one of them as well. If I, Joe, if I was, um, so when we did this list, we decided we were just going to do our favorite 10, like, you know, our, our, our 10 best. We're going to do a top 10 per se, like 10 to 1. It would have been hard not to list this as number one for me if we were doing it. A, you know, an actual countdown, countdown. This is this. If you're going to bring a first time visitor to Disney World, friend of your family, who, whoever it is, this is the experience you want to bring them to, because this is why you go to Walt Disney World. This is why you eat at Disney restaurants. I would say maybe this 50s prime time, maybe Whispering Canyon, that unique experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. But, I, you know, I was lucky. Like, Mike, I got to go as a kid. I found some old home movies where I was brought up on stage with the the thing that you wash the uh, you know your clothes with you you make the scratching noises on it whatever washboard you know? washboard thank you 
And I should know that my dad was a dry cleaner for 40 years. I should know that. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff. And then I went a couple years ago as a grown man with my wife, and it was still an amazing show. It stands the test of time. It, it uh, appeals to all generations. And it's lasted for how many years? It's, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's worth every single penny. I mean, you gotta, when you pre-buy your tickets, I don't even blink twice about it because it's worth every penny. No, yeah, you're exactly right. It's the food's amazing, uh, the drinks are incredible, the show is the best on Disney property, and even getting there is part of the adventure. Like getting over to the campgrounds and then taking you know transportation back there, walking up. I mean, getting out while drunk is not fun. Oh, trying to make sure you get on the right bus. <laughs> You're like, why am I at the rabbit run? <laughs> I've been there. I've been there and done that. That is because it is unlimited all you can drink. I mean, they do. I think it's unlimited wine and beer. Uh, and so they'll bring it and bring it, bring it. All right. I don't know if I've talked about this. And I, I if I have, I'll give an abridged version. Have I talked about the prioritization of Hoopty Doo? No. Okay. So. Let's peel back the curtain a little bit uh, on the entertainment world. So our entertainment shows that utilize equity actors, uh, they they are all given prioritization. Uh, for example, um, they would down a set of um, of the of the citizens of Hollywood. Okay, which are equity actors, in order to make sure that we had one of those performers that may also be able to sing and was approved to sing over at Festival of the Lion King to make sure that the Festival of the Lion King happens because a set on the street is not as important as a, an entire show with thousands of people watching. Does that make sense? Okay, so the number one prioritized performance in Walt Disney World are the three, sometimes only two, but three shows of Hoopty Doo. Wow. Because okay. it is a pre- prepaid experience so that Disney already has your money and they don't want to give it back. Um, it's also a huge time commitment from the guests and there are wait staff involved who would also then ultimately lose money out of it. Okay, and they would have to pay hours for those wait staff to come in without them actually working because it's on such short notice. Which means, in theory, and I don't know how often this happens and it would probably be very rare if it ever did, but they would do a, unfortunately, today's final performance of Finding Nemo uh, the Musical okay. will not be taking gotcha. place today and you'd just get that announcement and they wouldn't let anybody into that theatre on the, for that particular show in order to steal somebody out of that show, bust them to the other side of Walt Disney World, throw them in a, into a costume and send them on stage to make sure hoop-de-doo happens. Well, and I think if I'm, if I'm, if I'm counting correctly... I believe there's only three prepaid dining activities on Walt Disney property. Luau, Luau Hoop. Hoop-de-doo, and Cinderella's Royal Table. Mm. All right. So, I mean, yeah. that's pretty... And let's be honest, Cinderella's Royal Table is happening. Yeah. Well, that doesn't um, matter, because, yeah. You're, and you're... Luau is a separate group of performers right. that are actually, like, they're their own little niche. Um, and well, they have very family. specific... Uh, skill, skill sets. sets that happen yep. within that performance. So, whereas, yeah, what happens if the guy from The Lion King that juggles the fire calls in sick? Do they got like a backup fire Dave, guy? They get Dave. 
Uh, I actually usually like to lean across with whoever I'm watching the show with and be like, oh, actually, that guy called in sick for the next show. You're, go- you're up, so watch closely. Um, <laughs> just to make them be like, what? I'm like, yeah, you're going to perform the fire twirl and it'll be fine. Um, uh, if somebody for that, we do have multiple people that are trained in that. And every so often you'll be like, oh, we got the good fire twirler. Um, so if you know who he is, uh, if you don't, they're all wonderful. <laughs> I about to say, yeah, who, who goes and is like, I know, oh man, come on. We got the guy Steve. with no eyebrows is the bad guy. We got guy. Steve again, you know? We, uh, I, we got I Steve. can watch it. We got and... Steve from Scotland. He's wearing his kilt. He's twirling <laughs> fire, you know? it's We can't do it anymore, so. Uh, I, I can watch it and tell you what the Just what earlier, he was like. playing on, on children's play sets and airports. What do you do? So uh, that is a very, very deep cut. And Steve, good to see you the other night, my friend. Um, so let's move on. Hoofy do amazing. Uh, One last thing yeah, yeah. really quickly. It is also the longest running performance element uh, and entertainment offering in Walt Disney World up until the time of COVID where everything came to an end. Uh, it did its opening show on September 5th, 1974. That's amazing, man. That's absolutely incredible, isn't it? Um, and uh, Joe and Mike were there for opening day. Um, Dave and I weren't born yet, <laughs> sure but was. the two of them were. I was born. I was two born. of them were there. Uh, you're looking good, though. Uh, let's move over to one <laughs> That only made two of our list. Uh, it made mine, and I believe it made Joe's. Uh, Joe, you and I can discuss this a little bit on why it made it. For me, location, 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 and quality of food, and that is Citrico's. Um, it is an upscale, uh, great restaurant at the Grand Floridian. And if you plan it right, you can have a pretty good view of fireworks over the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I love the food there. It's one of my go-tos if I cannot get some of these others. It's it's not my first like s- signature Disney restaurant I'm going to go to because there are a few. Like Topolino is, is ahead of this. But it is a great alternative. And also, I think it's a little bit of a hidden gem. I don't think a lot of people think about it because it does sit way off in the corner on property. Uh, but it, it's, it's a great staple there at the Grand Floridian. So I definitely think it gets overshadowed by Vicky and Al's, which is literally right next door to it. Look at this. Um, Look at this. Did anybody get this? Anybody just see what Vicky just happened here? Vicky and Al's, you know, only the most expensive restaurant Disney property. The oh, worst Vicky part, and Al's. The worst part about that is I actually dined at Vicky and Al's uh, when I was like 10 years old, and I don't really remember much of it. So I, I just think really, they're like a couple years ago. So uh, I need to do that again. But I will say this definitely is a hidden gem. It has a lot of meaning to Jen and I. Our first year or first wedding anniversary um we went to walt disney world we stayed uh, at the boardwalk that year and i had called i was looking for some special experiences and i had booked the grand floridian private dining which i booked like nine or ten months in advance and they have it where you're overlooking you're like on the second or third floor of the main building and it came with like a private butler we met him at the at the piano downstairs and it was like a table out out on the balcony for us we got to see some of the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Unbelievable evening, and it was done by the chef from Citricos at that night. The food was absolutely amazing. We had never been to Citricos before that. Um, and since we had that meal, it's become one of our special places to go. We've eaten at Cali Grill. We've eaten at a lot of the places. But Citricos, it just has that special meaning to us. I know it was just redone, so I'm very anxious to see. I've seen pictures 
Uh, it looks very bright in there. They've kind of brightened up the uh, decor from yep. what it used to be. Uh, I hope that the food is still as good. Um, it's got a great bar, by the way, too, as well. Um, if you want to go in and have like a pre-dinner drink, it's got a great bar as well. The short rib was absolutely amazing at Citrico's. Um, so it's just one of those restaurants that has a special meaning to us. We always thought the food was fantastic. You could usually find an ADR there as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those places we absolutely love. I think he, the old Flaglers used to be there, I believe, back in the day, and then it was replaced with Citrico's, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, I love it, Justin. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely on my list, and it's always one that Jen and I always look to book when we go on vacation. couple things. So I really, really enjoy this restaurant. Um, I've been there since the remodel, um, the refurb, and it's the food's still fantastic. The filet and scallops, delicious, right? Really, really good. Um, two, the bar's fine, but if you're at the Grand Floridian, you're not going to the Enchanted Rose, you have messed up your Disney vacation. Correct, Dave? Correct. Yeah, uh, because that's where you have your beverage before you have dining experience anywhere at the Grand Floridian, whether it be... We had, we had drinks at the I think the we've had drinks Rose, there a couple yeah. times, to be yeah. honest. I, at least once. Yeah. The service at the Enchanted Rose, not to get off topic here is always slow. Really? I don't see that. I've never so, had that. So if I just want a beer, my wife wants a margarita, it's just easier to go to the Citrus Bar. It's just it just takes so long inside of Enchanted Rose, but it's more I guess it's more of an experience bar more than anything yeah. else. But. Yeah. No, I love Enchanted Rose. Uh Dave and I have have sipped on drinks there together. Um Mike, have you ever been in Enchanted Rose yet? No, I don't spend enough time at Grand Floridian. I really should head over there more often. Um I haven't been to Citrus and I haven't been to Enchanted Rose yet either. Oh, okay. You need to class it up a little, Mike. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, you know, I'm more of a... Put, you the, know, put the shirt on with sleeves every now and then. Head out, all right, on Disney property. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it is a big night. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take, take you over. Me and I are going to go Enchanted Rose, and we're going to sip some of those delicious drinks there, uh, Mikey. We're going to have a blast. Um, Sounds good to me. Getting back to Citrus Coast, though. Uh, look, I, I remember the first time I ate there, I thought... It's kind of a weird restaurant because you don't at times feel like you're on Disney property. Like you kind of are just sitting off in the corner away from everything. And I will give you this. It is a hike. Uh, once you get off that monorail or you get over to the Grand Floridian, you're on the other side of, of the Grand Floridian property. You know what's going to be interesting is I wonder if that restaurant will become more popular now that the new walkway is open because more and more people will see it and kind of know that it's over there and, and it's a great view. But it is a great view of fireworks if you plan at the right time. Uh, food's delicious, and like I said, it's a great alternative if you can't get an ADR to some of these other, you know, high-end restaurants on Disney property. Citricos may be your go-to to where you're going to have great food. Um, Dave, you're kind of shaking your head a little bit on this one. I want to get everybody's opinion. Uh, why wouldn't this make your list? I I, I enjoy it. It's a good restaurant. Uh, does it fulfill the category of a must-do? Top ten must-do. Yeah. Top ten must-do for me, probably not. Um. I, it's great atmosphere. I don't harbor any ill will, but um, yeah, definitely not way up on my list. Okay. Well, let's talk. You know what? We're going to keep going because we kind of hammered out a lot of Dave's list earlier in the uh, the the episode. So you know what, Joe? It's me and you time, buddy. We're going to keep going with our list. Uh, this one made both of our list, and uh, it is one that I absolutely love. I'm kind of shocked, to be honest. It didn't make Mike's list. I don't know if he's eaten here yet. The food is amazing. It reminds me of home, and that is homecoming at Disney Springs. It's so good. Joe, take so, me away, buddy. Explain it to me. 
it's so it's it's so good. It's so I'm married to a southern woman, right? So it reminds me of when like I used to go to my mother in law's house and she would make the old school southern comfort foods. I mean, um, it's all the stuff that this this restaurant is the antithesis of calories don't count in Walt Disney World because everything here is awful for you. You better go out and start running in the morning after you eat here. <laughs> Deviled eggs, fried green tomatoes, biscuits and gravy, hush puppies. I mean, fried chicken, anything that you want. They'll I, fry anything. To, they'll fry they'll the fr- menu and you can eat it. I mean, it's, and it'll be delicious. <laughs> it, it's it's unbelievable. Um, the, the chicken and dumpling soup. Killer. Oh, dude. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just it's everything. It's just so bad for you. That is awesome, and it's done so well. Mm-hmm. And it's a really really hard ADR to get. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get. The brunch is great. The dinner is great. There's not a bad meal at this restaurant. My piece of advice to anybody who goes here is don't go there thinking you're gonna. I'm gonna have an appetizer, maybe a soup, and then like an entree. I made the mistake once of getting some deviled eggs, getting a salad, and something else, and like I was stuffed. It was the worst idea ever. Pick one thing and stay with it because it's so filling. It's just, it's really good food. It's comfort food to the definition of what comfort food is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer for me. It's one of my favorite spots to go in Disney Springs. I don't talk about it enough because it's hard to get the ADR sometimes. And when we do our Disney Springs trips, sometimes we're being quasi-local. It's hard for us to, you know, we'll stop in spontaneously and it's, it's all full. So I don't go there enough, but when I do go there, it's definitely a special experience. All right, we haven't done this yet. Let me do this, and I will tempt any of you not to start drooling all over yourself, okay? I'm just going to roll through the entrees here. Fried chicken. Fried catfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, braised short ribs. Fried chicken and donuts. What? That is amazing. Uh, chopped pork barbecue plate, a country fried steak, a char-grilled chicken, and that's not even talking about the sides. Cheddar cheese drop biscuits, uh, green beans, slaw, but, uh, mashed potatoes, mama's mac and cheese, roasted sweet potatoes. That mac and cheese it's, is amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, we went in there once. I think Charlotte must have been about three or four, maybe three, and she was somewhere in the vicinity of about 12 minutes away from a Chernobyl size meltdown. It like it was about to go down and I looked at the waitress and I told her and she goes, I'm going to bring out some mac and cheese right away. And I went, yes, please do that. And this came to the table and everything just evaporated. She inhaled this thing and it was phenomenal. Well, and also drink wise, some of the best drinks on Disney property. Um, you can go the Bloody Mary there, Mike, is delicious. I mean, it is unbelievable. And not only that, you can get moonshine here, guys. Yeah. They have the moonshine margarita, the blue hooch, the sweet tea shine, and the rum shine punch. I mean, it is unbelievable. Mike, have you eaten at homecoming yet? No, and everything on that menu is right up my alley. It's my kind of place. Uh, this last trip, I was able to explore some more Disney Springs stuff. I got to do the Edison for the first time. I got to do uh, Mario and Enzo's for, uh, Maria and Enzo's for the first time. I got to do uh, Wine Bar George for the first time. So mm. I haven't gotten over there yet. When I when I look at and when you read the menu off, it, like I said, it's right up my alley. Something that I would really love to do, and uh, it'll definitely have to be on one of my uh, hit lists for the next time I go down to Disney Springs. Yep, it's fantastic, man. All right, uh, as we move on to the ninth one. On our list we kind of cheated or i kind of cheated um when i got all of our list i saw two different restaurants that i haven't eaten at either one but they're both i think pretty similar and one comes from joe's 
One comes from Dave's. Uh, and I want to get your opinion on these. So I put them in together because I want to know a little bit about both. And we are talking about the Yachtsman, and we are talking about Shula's. Uh, Dave, start me with the Yachtsman. Why should it be in the top ten? Um, I Admittedly, this has a emotional connection for me. It was where my wife and I had our first ever anniversary of dating dinner. Um, I wanted to find somewhere nice and take her, and that's where we wound up. It was a tremendous meal. We've been back a number of times since, and uh, it's excellent. I've mentioned before that, um, and this will rate a mention probably next week for me, that there is an overrated uh, steakhouse uh, located in Epcot, and the meat for that location is prepared at the Yachtsman. So it's literally the same cuts of meat with a much better ambience and environment, um, some small splashes of Disney, uh, and the boat theme, the nautical theme, also helps me personally with um, something that my wife and I love and share. So yeah, so there is like some uh, personal connection, but it is a great restaurant, an awesome menu, and a wonderful dining experience uh, that I love. I don't know why I've missed the Yachtsman on so many... Mike, have you eaten the Yachtsman? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've stayed at Beach Club before with my parents, and uh, Yachtsman was one of the places that I went to. It was a good restaurant. I don't know if I'm kind of spoiled because I have a lot of really good steakhouses up here. I was imp- it was good. Uh, I was impressed by the food, but it wasn't didn't make my list. Uh, would I recommend going if someone's into that kind of you know if they, if they see the menu and they see stuff on there they like? Then absolutely yes. Uh, would I go back? No, I, for me it's kind of a one and done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to the other one because this one came from Joe's list, and uh, I felt guilty not putting both of these on here, so they share a spot at number uh, number nine here, and that's Shula's. I have heard nothing but amazing things about Shula's, Joe. I've heard absolutely... I've heard from people in the podcasting community, best Disney restaurant on property, and I'm like, whoa, that is high praise. Why does it make your list, buddy? So I think the restaurants over at the Swan and Dolphin are definitely underrated and overlooked. Um, I think it's overlooked because it's not a Disney restaurant. Shula's has a bunch of different locations down in South Florida. I don't know if there's one in Vegas or not, but there's a few locations... Um, I like it. It's, it's a different version of like a Ruth's Chris or a Palm Steakhouse, right? So it's kind of like on par with that. I like the way the steaks are cooked. I like the different varieties of steaks. I mean, everything from a 10-ounce filet all the way to a 48-ounce porterhouse if you want to mm-hmm. go that large. I mean, for the seafood lovers, I mean, they have all kinds of like different, you know, uh, lobsters. And, you know, I mean, I don't eat seafood, right? But they got a four-pound main lobster there if you want it. I mean, I saw some dude eating at a table next to me once. I was like, oh, my God, look at that. So they have like that really extravagant like steakhouse experience i think it's cool um seeing all the 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 decor inside the the restaurant you know my grandfather um moved to south florida back in the early 80s and loved don shula um you know he used to watch the dolphins all the time when they were the only game in town in south florida so it kind of makes me smile a little bit when you know I, i see the pictures of don shula all over the restaurant and stuff um this sounds really stupid besides the way the steaks are are prepared i really like his steak sauce and I know they say, oh, if you have a good steak, you don't need steak sauce, all right? But like his blend of steak sauce is really good, and I really enjoy it. So um, I think it's, and I think the prices are really good for what you get. I think it's, you know, 
it's on par with Disney restaurant prices, but I think you, you maybe get a little bit of a better value at Shula's than you would maybe at Yachtsman. I think you're you're paying a little bit for that Disney restaurant experience, and I think you're not maybe getting a little bit more at the Swan and Dolphin with Shula's, but it's kind of grown on our list, and I went there two years ago uh, for my 39th birthday and had a blast and really loved it. So uh, that's why it makes my list. It's, if we're going to do a steak on property, um, that's where we're going to Shula's. I mean, that's it's a steak restaurant. Can we... Go back to a previous episode real quick. Dave, if I was to give you 30 minutes, could you take down the 28-ounce prime porterhouse for two of the yachts? <laughs> uh, this wasn't even a main episode. This is like a, a, a glimpse into the craziness that happens on Patreon. Um, wait, how big? 28 ounces, 30 minutes. Oh, 28 ounces? That's a That's big steak. That's an ounce a minute, pretty much. That's like the size of my head. I know. I'm going to give it a college try. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, you know, the worst part is, so there was a guy who tried to eat a very large steak on Disney property, and he ended up losing out to this other guy, but the other guy unfortunately passed away. And he had to drive a truck across country. And so he took over him and his son, and they got in the truck. And then the Auto Driver 3000 actually took over because they fell asleep at the wheel. And they made it to their destination because of the Auto Driver 3000. Most, most truck, all the truckers right now listening know about the Auto Driver 3000. Mm, but, mm, uh, but mm. yeah, so, um, but luckily. Wish you were her. Yeah. How many of these is he gonna say? Luckily, the uh, <laughs> luckily, yeah, luckily, the son and, and father were okay uh, and everything. Good, good, everything yeah. Well, um, so anyway, um, uh, moving on from uh, from that one. Look, I got to go. I got to make the order. So of course, I'm gonna leave the final uh, restaurant that we're gonna go to. It was a unanimous decision that it made all of our list top ten must do restaurants on Disney property. And I know we've done a lot of high end restaurants, but this one I think is well 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 up there and that is my beloved my favorite california grill on top of the beautiful contemporary uh mike we've eaten there together we've broken bread we've looked at the views why does california grill make the list uh it's got a little bit of everything you know it has that uh great disney uh flair uh it's got some amazing service uh the view is absolutely probably one of the best views on property when it comes to overlooking the magic kingdom having the fireworks uh the wine selection is incredible the amount of food that you get per portion and the amount of variety of food that they have is absolutely amazing uh and and certain things like you can see for a high-end restaurant when you go there with kids to have the kids we've seen it before you know the kids come in the back and they work with the chefs if they if they you know if they if they're into cooking and the way they they embrace the kids when you would think it you know you wouldn't see that a typical type of restaurant but it, it's an amazing great it's an amazing great place it's definitely on one of my have to do every trips uh you turned me on to it i think one of our first times was uh a, a trip that i went after we've done the podcast a few times and uh, i've never looked back and every time we go i try and make a point of one of my regular trips yeah it's fantastic joe um, it's a great spot whether you're up there with a the family or you and the wife are trying to have an evening out together. Uh, definitely a must do, and and I think it it deserves where it is on this list. There's nothing 
there's nothing I don't dislike about the whole experience. I love arriving at the Contemporary. I love taking the escalator up, and I love taking the elevator upstairs and seeing all the wine when you get off the elevator, having a, a drink before your table's ready. The food, the open kitchen, it's fantastic. I like to get dressed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not crazy yep. dressed up, but throw a nice pair of shorts on, a nice collared shirt. For the most part, everybody that's up there is a little dressed up, so it gives you that little bit of like a nicer dinner experience while you're on vacation. The menu rotates, so you're never getting the same meal. If you go back to California Grill, I know we said earlier before, it's a great restaurant if you have a small menu. They have a small menu, but it rotates. They're, the chefs are constantly you know, seeing what's in season and what, what seafoods is 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 right for the time being. You know, I don't eat seafood, right? But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always something new on it. The last time I was at California Grill, maybe like a month or so ago, I had some sort of plant-based pasta that was it was a plant-based pesto pasta out of this world. I didn't feel like a filet. I didn't feel like chicken. I was like, I'll try this plant-based pasta thing. I don't know. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I would go back. I would have it again. So, like, you never know what you're going to get there, but whatever you do get there, it's of the highest It's of the highest caliber. And, and obviously, the view, the fireworks are a bonus, but it's just it's an all-around great experience. Yeah, man. No, I, I completely agree. Um, you were talking about getting dressed up. Little funny story. I ended up having, not having to, but I took pictures with quite a few people at California Grill one time because we were about to go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, and I was dressed as the Mad Hatter. Face paint, hair, uh, eyebrows, the whole thing. I'll put the picture up. I mean, from... It all, all the way down, and then we went to eat California Grill. Um, Riley was probably 18 months at the time, something like that, and she was the uh, Queen of Hearts, and Katie was Alice. Um, and so we went, and we had dinner up there completely dressed up before we went over to Mickey's Not So Scary. So it was fantastic, man. It's just, I love that place. I guess they'll just let anybody in California They will let anybody. Yeah, they're good, yeah. <laughs> Any place that means Joe gets his nice shorts on. You, you know it's a you know it's a good place. Nice, then. nice shorts um, and flip flops, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yep, just wanted to check. Just wanted to check. Are they the nice flip flops though? Do we break out the reefs? That's Is it. that That's what's it. happening? Yeah. No, uh, I broke out the rainbows, the leather ones. Oh, okay. oh wow. Oh well, Dave. You know it's a classy joint. Dave, why does this make your list, buddy? I mean, it's iconic. Um, uh, once again, emotional connection. Uh, it's where my wife and I had dinner the evening after I proposed. Um, and, um, and it wasn't until we were there that I found out that my wife's parents ate there on their honeymoon, uh, when it was top of the world. Oh, okay. so, uh, yeah. So, um, so emotional connection and link, but it's iconic. It's incredible. Um, Joe mentioned walking in and seeing all of the wine. Um, and, um, I, I actually recommend, uh, there's a type, there's one of the wines out of California that is exclusively sold there. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, knowing that you've got amazing wineries that are exclusively providing wines that Disney has gone after and, and sorted out to pair with their menus is phenomenal. Um, I, there's a great drop, uh, there by Padis, P-A-D-I-S, uh, which is incredible. So, um, I love it and yeah. I, I continue to go, and as so many of our listeners do. 
You know, we talked about some amazing places to eat during this you know, podcast today. And you know, there's a popular trend when you look on certain things like Instagram and Facebook. And one of the things people love to do is take pictures of their food. Now, we gave you some great restaurants to go and try some food. Take some pictures, post them on our Facebook group. And that's my favorite place to see these great pictures, our Dizzy Dad's Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Time for, it's time us, for to us to get our, our picks, picks of the week. Picks of the week. Joe, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week goes. Uh, it actually was posted by uh, Charles Merry, and he snapped a fantastic shot of one of my favorite spots in all of Walt Disney World, which is Tomorrowland and Space Mountain. And it's one of those picks that, like, I actually just want to download and put on my desktop. It's that good. It's just it's, it looks like a beautiful night in the Magic Kingdom. It's a Space Mountain. You got the people mover running in the background. Just an awesome Central Florida evening. So that's my pick of the week for this week, Charles Mary. Dude, he's having so much fun. I so Charles uh, and I are good friends. He lives here in Charleston, um, and he it was funny, man, because I got to scroll up here for a second as I'm as I'm looking back at pictures. Um, it was he posted the an original signed letter by walt and it was you know an autograph and it was fourteen thousand dollars so i don't know if you all do this i follow some of the collectors that will sell like authorized walt disney autographs and stuff like that and every now and then something will come up and it'll be like a letter he wrote to his secretary we'll just say hey tomorrow please make sure that this is done and they'll sign his autograph and it'll be like six thousand dollars and i'm like you know what I kind of want to spend that money. I don't have that money, but I kind of want to spend. How bad does Riley really need to go to college? That Walt, right. that Walt Disney autograph would look great on the wall. So, I mean, you're you've still got a few more years to save it. Like like press and the I can reset always button on sell that the, I'm not going to sell it. No, that's not going to happen. She can just yeah, you know, it's fine. She'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not worried. She about can it. get scholarships. Hopefully, we'll see. Right. That's why we put, right. that's why right. we put our kids in sports, right? Sign up for the army. Yeah, Send perfect. Off. Let's do this. There you go. <laughs> Dave, what do you got for me? What's your pick of the week? Uh, I am going to go with Irene Smith uh, with a, a a little bit of a teaser of something to come with some paint cans with some dollops of paint letting us know that there is a, a, a an upgrade to a room that is coming that's going to have a little bit of a Mickey Mouse theme going on based on the color choices and I'm excited to see it and I love a good little teaser that's why it's my pick of the week very cool Justin what do you got me buddy what's your pick of the week I'm taking I'm jumping in my DDP time machine and I am going back to the last Disney Dads podcast cruise when we all were hanging out. And I am going to two of my favorites, Dan Rossi and Scott Zobel, wearing the rompers as they ran the 5K with us all <laughs> on Castaway. They were brave individuals because it was hot. It was uh, unbelievably, I'm sure, uncomfortable. Uh, and for some reason, even in those rompers, I think they both still beat me. And so I'm a little upset about the whole situation. But we had such an incredible time that trip. I mean, families that still to this day, you know, go on vacations together, hang out. You know, we just had the Ramies here staying with us. I mean, it's it's unbelievable this community that uh, you become even closer and, and forge those friendships and those bonds whenever you meet in person and you have these experiences. So uh, I am very, very happy to announce that the next Disney Dads trip will be announced next week. 
uh, on the show. And so be <laughs> ready. We have made the decision where we are going. Uh, we have announced it. Uh, to the patron group, but we are putting final details together for everyone else, uh, and we will be announcing that on the Facebook group and uh, and also here on the next show. So, uh, but yeah, guys, great job. I hope you still have them though, because you're going to need them for the next trip. That's for sure. Uh, Mike, what's your pick of the week, bud? My pick of the week is going to go to Bridget Talbot Williamson, who shared her first post. And welcome to the group, Bridget. Uh, Thank you for sharing your first post. And what a great post it was. You've kind of set the bar pretty high. It was finally made it back to happily ever after. Makes me happy. It makes you happy. It makes us happy. It makes all of us happy because it's an amazing shot of the castle with some fireworks going off. And nothing is sweeter than watching the fireworks go off behind the castle. And oh, how we've missed it. So, Bridget, you have my pick of the week. Welcome to the family and for those of you go ahead dave sorry no i was just going to give bridget a shout out uh bridget actually got introduced to the disney dads podcast uh by having an encounter with me in uh walt disney world on a tour and um after last week's episode they listened to it on their way i saw them this week and we all went and rode buzz lightyear space ranger spin uh to see if we could improve on our scores based on uh last week's episode uh to to yeah, I love it. Build up those it. those skill sets. So uh, it was a lot of fun uh, spending a day with her family uh, and uh, utilizing something that the podcast had given them uh, in their day. That's dude. That's awesome, man. That's the kind of stuff I love hearing. Absolutely love hearing it. Uh, well, we appreciate your post. We appreciate you joining the group and being a part of the family. Uh, for those of you who have not done it, make sure to go right now uh, and join us, Disney Dads Podcast Family, on Facebook. We have so many side groups, too, guys. It's, uh, it's It really is unbelievable, kind of the uh, antennas that this group has grown, uh, the arms with our running page. Absolutely. The, the Disney Dads Podcast Sorcerer's running page Maybe one of the most positive places around uh, people out there reaching their goals each and every week. So even if you're not a runner, even if you're just wanting to take that first step to uh, to better yourself, get in better health, go join that page. Of course, we just started a new group and I'm super excited about it. And that is the Disney Dads Book Club. Uh, and we are currently reading Disney War. And so it is going to be so, so much fun. Uh, we are having our first discussion tomorrow night doing a Zoom. And so it'll be good to have everyone there. It's going to be great. Uh, and there's just a ton of other great groups that you can join. Of course, one of them you can join is the patron group. If you do want to support the show, uh, a little $2 a month, you can join that group. Uh, you get the extra show, of course, each and every week. Also, it keeps this show commercial free. So we thank you guys so we don't have to play those pesky ads to make sure that we pay for this show each and every week. Uh, do me a huge favor. Scroll down right now. Click the link. Go get Pabble. Go get our good buddy Jason Odegaard's book. It is fantastic. If you don't get it there, make sure you get the hardback edition. You can get it at Barnes & Noble right now. And if you reach out to Jay, I'm sure if you send it to him, he will uh, uh, sign that, and you will have a signed copy of that amazing book. And uh, look, I ask for a few things every week. One, we love to hear from you, Podcast at gmail.com. We also have our personal emails, each of our names, uh, Dave at DisneyDadsDave at gmail.com, DisneyDadMike, DisneyDadJoe, DisneyDadJustin at gmail.com if you want to reach us so out to us individually. If you love the show, slap us five stars, give us that virtual hug. And last but not least, if you're playing a Disney trip, if you're playing a trip to anywhere in the world and you need help, get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel, uh, show at AwayWithMeTravel.com. Even if you're just interested uh, in some information, we are here to help you. Guys, I think I hit all of the nails going down the line. I think I did it. 
And let me say this. Last week when I wasn't here, you guys rocked it, man. You guys, I think you hit just about everything. So good job. Way to go. Uh, kind of filled in for each other. Yeah, Dave and Mike, and you were all right there. Uh, it was great teamwork. Uh, I've had a blast. Look, for me, I've always said my Disney vacations revolve around one thing and one thing only, and that is food. And so when I plan Disney vacations, it's around dining, and I always want to know the best places to eat. And so this gave me 10 the most the, the 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 best ten Disney restaurants on Disney property, uh, in our opinion, um, guys. Before we go, very quickly, I want to roll through just real quick, and I want you to give me twenty seconds each, okay? Ten seconds each on why you chose this. It did not make the list, but I want to give some love to the places that did not. Dave Tiffins. I love Tiffins. Um, I know that not everybody has had a great experience there. I think their menu is a little bit more exotic, and they push some of those boundaries that we don't normally expect, particularly from an in-park dining option. They offer their menu in the Nomad Lounge if you just want to sit and relax, and I think it's well worth a second visit from anybody that uh, does not love it. And if I had had an 11th, uh, 11th spot, I would have added this one too because I really do love this restaurant, The Boathouse. Oh. Boathouse is amazing. Um, I'm amazed it wasn't on everybody's list. I was a little disappointed it didn't make our top 10, but um, a great dining experience, uh, phenomenal views, excellent food. I've eaten there many times and love what the what the team at Boathouse do. Uh, Joe uh, Ohana's. Yeah, uh, pork dumplings and lo mein. All right, so I love the flavors. <laughs> I can eat d- noodles. I can eat noodles and dumplings, uh, and, uh, pork dumplings all day. So um, I know Ohana's had a little bit of a rocky patch lately. I know the service before the pandemic was kind of a little. You know, they try to kind of rush you through there. But I love the food. I love eating with chopsticks. I love the dumplings. I love the lo mein. I can sit there and eat it all day. So. Let's stay. Uh, let's stay in the same building, Kona. Joe, well, I, I love uh, macadamia nut pancakes. Yeah. All day, every day for breakfast. That breakfast at Kona is a staple. Yeah, the uh the banana uh the banana French toast uh is is legit, dude. Really, really good. Uh place I've never eaten, Joe, Il Molinos. Yeah. I mean I still think I know you uh like Topolinos, but I still think one of the best Italian restaurants on property. Uh Mike, Kate May Cafe. Uh, like I said, when we ate over at Beach Club, that was one of the places we went to. I think their breakfast was often overlooked. They have, they would also have character dining there. Um, I thought it was an amazing place. Their dinner time seafood stuff was uh, really really good. I think if you're looking for a laid back seafood kind of place, that place was awesome. Uh, I think it's another one of those places like Olivia that because it's in a resort, it kind of gets overlooked. But I definitely liked Cape May Cafe. One else kind of surprised to see flying fish, Mike. I've never eaten there. Oh, you had flying fish on your on your. Did I? Yeah, that's okay. Maybe you maybe you maybe you just wanted to put it on there. You like the name? It's it, fish. It's an ex. It's fish that fly. It's an excellent restaurant. Where, yeah. Um, yeah, with some great food offerings. Um, and once again, can't say anything bad. Do you about think it's it. better now though? I think it's better since the refurb. I haven't mean since. The oh, you refurb. haven't? No. See, pre refurb, I was not a fan at all. Uh, Post refurb, definitely a fan. Did I read your list yeah. wrong? I might have read his you list. You read my list wrong. I, said, I, I, I wouldn't put flying. I fish have down. no idea. Anyway, I don't know where flying fish came from, but we're giving it a plug, anyways. No, re- no wonder it wasn't on there. Uh, but Mike, this one definitely is uh, would have been on my list as well if I had had a few more spots. Wine Bar George. Yeah. Yes, we had a great dinner there with the uh, with the Reagans and uh, you know and the Simpson family. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked it. The food was great. They had this uh, huge. Uh, uh, 
charcuterie. Charcuterie. It's like some great stuff. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Great wine. I mean, we we had a we had a we had a nice dinner. Uh, Great time, great food. Definitely hit that spot if you can. And last but not least, uh, I've been here multiple times. Um, I, I like it. I don't love it. Uh, I think it's weird they serve chicken parm with no pasta. Uh, Maria Nenzo's. Mike? I liked it. It was good. We um, ate there for Mother's Day. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I usually hold a high standard when it comes to Italian food. And, uh, yeah, it was good. I would definitely go back there again. Uh, only one I want to throw in uh, that I missed um, was Raglan Road. I, For me, I love Raglan Road. I... I've I have yeah Dave's giving me the yeah me too uh, I've I've sang its praises multiple multiple times because there's not too many places you go where you get a free show uh, with your meal and it is a legit these people are talented dancers talented singers talented musicians uh, the food is good if you like Irish you know uh, type of food um, drinks are fantastic it's for me Raglan Road is spot on one of the best places at Disney Springs so uh, we, we had a great meal there yeah. Yeah, that's where we wound up. Yeah, Justin, you yeah. and I, and our families. Yep. yep, and it was fantastic, man. Yeah, the kids loved it. You know, it was it was great. Yep. Um, guys, I've had an absolute blast. I love talking everything Disney. It's great to be back on the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for filling in last week while I took care of some family stuff. You did an amazing time, amazing job. I loved listening to the show. Uh, but we have to get on to our patron episode because we have something super fun tonight. The one thing with transitioning to a new kind of show, we have, you know, of course, two new hosts full time, uh, is we want our patron to be able to get to know each and every one of us. And so even with Mike and I, who you've had to listen to our voices for four years, we have come up with a getting to know you, getting to know all about you. You know that song uh, episode? We are doing five things you do not know about each of us the Disney Dads podcast host uh, over on the patron side. Uh, but before we get over there, let's get to some closing remarks. Dave, closing words for the for the uh, Disney Dads family. Eat food and enjoy Disney. Lovely. Love it. Cheers. Mike? Uh, it's been a while since all four of us have been able to record together. Uh, I love getting back the whole band together. I enjoyed having a great time talking about food. I'm starving, and I'm looking forward to the uh, Patreon show tonight. Joe? Can't wait to break bread with you guys at any one of these restaurants discussed discuss tonight. Can't looking forward to it. 100%. Let's fill the table with food. Let's fill the room with laughs. And Disney Dad's family, we appreciate you. Have an amazing week. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Patron family, stick around. Cheers. Have a good night. Good night. See ya. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the one and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.